Hello, this is Eva from Bay Harbor Med Spa Miami and Atlanta. And today's topic is going to be a topic that is really taboo in the American society. And that is uh, constipation, issues that uh, mainly women have uh, with defecation, and uh, the relationship between constipation, depression, and your skin. And what is the relationship between the three and do they affect uh, your skin? Me as an expert on uh, uh, the field of skincare, um, I believe and I actually know that the information that I'm going to provide you with will be mind-boggling, uh, will be mind-opening, and you guys will... Um, really have to take a double take and think about your lifestyle and about uh, the issues uh, that I'm going to talk about. So uh, let me first of all start with the fact that um, officially uh, there are about 20% of the United States today on antidepressants. That's officially. What is inofficial, I don't know. Maybe it's 30%, 35%. But uh, by census and information, 20% of Americans take antidepressants. A constipation in the United States uh, across the board is at least 30%. 30% of people in the United States are constipated of which I would say the majority of at least 22% are women. What is the correlation between antidepressants, between constipation and uh, depression and skin? So here I will start with the first fact, and that is this. Uh, and yes, I'm going to talk about uh, uh, taboo subjects that nobody talks to you about, but I know that thousands and thousands of people appreciate my honesty, sincerity, and talking about taboo subjects. As a matter of fact, I received an email from a young gentleman um, here in the United States, I won't name his name, uh, who listened to uh, my video about this topic and actually felt more comfortable emailing me and asking me questions about subjects such as uh, uh, constipation, subjects such as defecation, subjects as uh, discoloration, uh, and etc., etc., etc. And as a matter of fact, I will read you his email and I will answer the questions, but I'm just going to give you an example uh, of what uh, people today in America or in the world suffer from and how embarrassed people are in America to talk about subjects as this. So as a matter of fact, I will read you first the email so that I get that out of the way and then I can talk about my issues. So I'm going to read you... Um, let me just bring this down. Hi, Eva. Good morning. I hope you are having a wonderful day. I have to say I enjoy watching your YouTube videos. The videos are very helpful. I hope you consider this as a compliment. But I wish you were my doctor. I would love to have you as my primary care physician. You present yourself in such a caring way that makes people feel comfortable talking to you about private matters. Eva, you are gifted. 
and now comes the question. I know that you are a busy lady and that uh, these questions are not in your scope of practice. So please don't reply uh, to this email if you cannot. But maybe you can give it some thought about making a YouTube video or a podcast talking about topics and questions and here they are. I am a 36-year-old Hispanic-Italian male. I have been on testosterone for about a year. Now recently I've noticed that my private areas have become much darker than they used to be. I've been always one to feel embarrassed about talking with the doctor about this kind of stuff, probably in fear that I have to get undressed at the doctor's office. I am guessing it could come from the steroids or maybe masturbation or maybe underwear briefs. I don't know why, but I think I'm obsessing over this and now want to try products of yours with mandelic acid, when it's probably nothing. I feel that your instructions are very clear, but what would happen if someone used the mandelic acid inside or on their private areas? Question number two. Eva, would you consider making a video podcast regarding to people feeling embarrassed to go to number two? poo-poo anywhere other than their home due to the bad strong smell for example i at work or i am at work all day and in the office and the office has a small bathroom i find myself just holding it all day until i get home due to the stronger smell and fear that someone would walk in uh, that i know and they would know it's me any ideas on something I could mix up and maybe put the toilet bowl to help with the smell? Maybe tea tree oil or something? Question number three. Excessive underarm swearing. Eva, I tried so many different deodorants and are so tired of buying them since none of them work. They help with the odor, but not the swearing. I keep my underarm, hair, underarm hairs shaved and that helps a little bit. Any suggestion? Would the mandelic acid help? God bless you, Eva. Uh, do you come to blah, 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 wherever he lives and our purpose don't say. So, guys, uh, these are the kind of emails that I get. And as you can see, this is a man who is embarrassed to talk to his doctor about this subject. And not only is he one that is embarrassed, there are millions of people that are embarrassed to talk to their doctors, uh, that are embarrassed to talk to anybody. And apparently I transmit sincerity and I transmit such openness on my part that a stranger feels comfortable to talk to me about these issues and would like me to address it rather than go to his a, a proctologist or to his urologist or to his general practitioner. So I'm going to address these three questions that this uh, uh, gentleman has and then I'm going back to our original topic. So uh, uh, mandelic acid that I make will not help with swearing. I need to explain something about swearing. Swearing is a natural process of the human body. Deodorants are not there. Uh, deodorant with antiperspirant are there to stop the odor, not the swearing. If you sweat excessively, really excessively, like really, really, like you are wet an hour after you shower and you put a shirt on, then I suggest that you see uh, your doctor or you see a dermatologist 
uh, and he can inject you with Botox, you know, Botox that people use uh, uh, to reduce wrinkles for a couple of months. Well, Botox seems to be very beneficial to stop heavy perspiration, heavy sweating in the palms of the hands, in the head, under the armpits. So the first thing that I would suggest, if you really sweat heavily, do Botox. If you just perspire normally, then uh, just use antiperspirant deodorant which take away the odor, which kill the bacteria, actually. That's what the odor is. But they don't necessarily stop the sweating. And definitely mandelic acid is not going to solve the problem. So no, don't use my mandelic acid. Question number two. Uh, can you use my mandelic acid uh, to lighten discoloration on your private areas, whether it will be uh, around your testicles, whether it will be around your anal area, between your thighs? The answer is absolutely yes. As long as you follow the directions that come with it and you do it slowly and carefully, as long as you understand that mandelic acid is a slow and gradual process, that things don't happen overnight, then by all means, you should go to uh, my website, which is the uh, skinrenewalmethod.com, skinrenewalmethod.com, and go to all products and then scroll down and... Uh, you will uh, find the advanced mini Eva skin lightening kit. This is the kit that you need to lighten uh, any part of your body from your neck down. Okay. And now coming to defecation and now coming to the subject of being embarrassed or uncomfortable to go to the bathroom. Young gentlemen, let me tell you something. You're not the only one. A lot of people, a lot of people are embarrassed and uncomfortable to go to a public bathroom or to a small bathroom at work, particularly when you go and you defecate and uh, there are odors. Uh, these are all the toxins that the body is eliminating and you have odors. Uh, do I have a suggestion for you? Well, uh, it's a tough one, uh, but here's what I, uh, uh, what I would say to you. Uh, if you can, if you can uh, make uh, uh, yourself at home a bottle of, uh, like you said, eucalyptus, tea tree, and lemon. If you can buy the three essential oils, you can go to a health food store and you can buy pure tea tree, eucalyptus, and lemon. If you can't find it anywhere, contact me and you can buy it from me. But before you buy it from me, you can try at health food stores to buy pure essential oils, not diluted, pure. Uh, tea tree, eucalyptus, and lemon. And then you buy a bottle of distilled water in the, in the supermarket. And what you do is you take that gallon of distilled water and you pour in, it's usually half an ounce, these bottles of essential oils come in half an ounce. You pour in the three bottles, eucalyptus, tea tree, and the lemon or lime, and you mix them together in the bottle. And from that bottle, you, uh, you shake it well and then pour it in a small spray bottle. 
A small spray bottle that is maybe even two ounce, three ounce, a small bottle with a spray head, and keep it in your uh, uh, keep it in your bag, keep it in your desk. And if you go to the bathroom, take it with you. And then when you're in the bathroom, you can spray when you go to number two to defecate. And um, not only are you covering up the smells, but you are killing and cleaning any bacteria that is in the bathroom. So it beats any deodorizing spray or any Lysol. This is natural and it will immediately immediately reduce the odor and make the bathroom uh, clean and healthy smelling. And this is something that um, I can suggest, or that's the only thing that I can suggest to reduce uh, the odor and to reduce the discomfort that you have going to the bathroom. And by the way, guys, this is a recipe that anybody can use. It's uh, it's wonderful. It's uh, you know, I use it as the odorizer in my clinic, in my house. I spray all the time. I don't spray any of these artificial things. I have diffusers all in my clinics. I have diffusers in my house. And I just put pure essential oils in there. And they make my house smell clean and nice and fresh and kill any odors and any bacteria. So that would be my suggestion. And these are the three answers that I have. And now we are going back to the original question or original topic that I wanted to talk, and that is uh, constipation, depression, and skin. So what's the correlation? So first of all, um, I would say that at least, in my personal opinion, at least, 50 to 60% of all women that have had children gave birth vaginally suffer from constipation after they give birth. I believe personally that it is due to the fact that the anatomy uh, of a woman and the anatomy of uh, everything that is really very tight inside uh, the belly cavity uh, has an effect when a, a woman gets pregnant, when the womb gets really extend, expanded and big and it pressures on the intestines, it pressures on different parts of your organs. And then when you push uh, to deliver a baby, I believe that there are some changes and some negative changes that happen in a female's body. And a lot of women start suffering from constipation past labor, past child labor, past delivery of babies. So that's number one. That's number one uh, opinion that I have. And uh, from 40 years uh, in my field and talking constantly to women, um, men too, but mainly women, I can tell you that I'm quite right. And uh, 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 my statement is absolutely correct. Uh, the second thing that I uh, want to tell you, uh, why constipation is uh, happening, what's the relationship to antidepressants? Well, I would tell you that if officially 20% and unofficially 30 or 35% of American population, which I believe is close to 300 million, is on antidepressants, that's a humongous number. Antidepressants, all antidepressants, cause constipation. 
So here you get another 30 or 35 percent of the human population. This in this case is men too. They take antidepressants that are constipated. When you are constipated and you cannot to go to the bathroom, it's a it's a catch 21. It's a cycle. It's a vicious cycle. If you are constipated, if you suffer from depression. Your depression is not going to get much better because constipation itself will give you depression, will give you anxiety, will make you unhappy because you, when you are constipated, you are holding so much fecal matter and so much toxins and gases in your body and you are uncomfortable and you are miserable that it cannot make you happy, that the medications that are given to you uh, for uh, depression have uh, by far not the effect they perhaps intended to have. As a matter of fact, I noticed that quite a few psychiatrists uh, prescribe antidepressants and anti-anxiety medications and quite often uh, then prescribe laxatives uh, to their patients uh, because uh, they suffer uh, from constipation. Then there is another thing that a uh, woman, because women menstruate and women lose, in blood they lose a lot of iron. A lot of women are prescribed and take iron supplements. Iron pills, iron supplements will make you constipated, guarantee, and you'll be miserable. When you are constipated, guys, and let's just talk very frankly about this, when you are constipated, can you have great sex? Let's just talk amongst ourselves. Can you have great sex? I don't think so. And uh, some of you will ask, well, how, how come? Well, I'll tell you how come. If you have not gone to the bathroom for three, four, five days, and you are full of poop, you're full of feces or fecal matter inside your intestines, and you, have, you make love, you have sex, and any movement that you make pressures on your tummy, front, back, whatever it is, the fact that your intestines are full of fecal matter, of stool, is making you extremely uncomfortable. Then you're also full of gas. The combination of having uh, intestines full of stool, being constipated and being full of gas, does not make for a happy sexual partner. I can tell you that for sure. Nor does it make it for a happy human being. Nor does it make it for a cheerful human being. And nor does it make it for beautiful and healthy skin. If you come, for instance, I just want you to know this. When you come to my clinics, whether it's in Atlanta or in Miami, and you have issues with your skin or analyze your skin, one of the first questions I ask, do you go to the bathroom to defecate every single day? Yes or no? And sometimes people look at me and they look quite surprised. And then they think about it and they say, well, yes, no, really, no, like every two days, every three days. And uh, there lies the first problem. And now I can hear some of you say, well, what's the relationship to skin and being constipated? How is that related? Well, I'll tell you how. If you analyze um, 
What is fecal matter? What is stool? Let's go from you through your digestive system, okay? So you eat food. Um, it goes through into your stomach. Then in the stomach, you have all kinds of acidic juices that break down the food and uh, uh, take the vitamins, take the nutrients, take the protein from the food, um, and then break the food down and some of it goes and uh, is then converted and you take energy from it uh, uh, you get vitamins from it and then whatever the body does not need and that must just tell you how fascinating amazing the human body is and the digestive system is the part that the body doesn't need that part the body discards and then pushes down into the colon, into the lower intestines. That part of the food that is in the lower intestines, in the colon, that is supposed to go out, is the residue that the body doesn't want. It's all the food that was taken apart and all the gases and the toxins and all the particles uh, of the food that no longer are needed are pushed out and then supposed to come out and you are supposed to bring it out in your stool, you are supposed to defecate. However, all that food that is already dissolved into stool is in your intestines, has also gas in it and everybody has gas, it's just part of the process. But now imagine that you don't go to the bathroom and now you are holding in your intestines two pounds, three pounds of fecal matter. And now imagine that you don't go to the bathroom for another three days, but you are eating, right? Everybody eats. And you're holding another two, three pounds of fecal matter. And now just picture this, picture your intestine, just picture a tube and the tube is filling up with the fecal matter with your stool uh, which was supposed to come out but didn't come out because you are constipated, part of it becomes dry, part of it is festering inside and creates gas and also creates very bad gases and creates toxins actually in your system. And if you don't go to the bathroom for a week, for 10 days, eventually the toxins, the gases have to come out somehow. So yes, you will have gas. Some of the gas will come out through your rectum, but some of the toxins, when they are not able to come out on the regular way through your rectum, through your anus coming out normally, they also will affect your skin. You will have a reverse reaction and some of the toxin will go in through back into your system and uh, they will affect your skin and suddenly your skin will become dull, your skin will become congested, uh, you will start getting little breakouts on your skin because these toxins that were supposed to come out are now festering in your body, inside your intestines and that's not what's supposed to be. What's supposed to be is that your digestive system is supposed to be totally clean and empty on a regular basis. So if you eat, you should also eliminate what the body eliminates naturally. If you don't eliminate, that causes a big problem. So here we are. You take antidepressants, they make you constipated. You take um, iron, makes you constipated. 
uh, you suffer from chronic constipation because you gave, you gave birth, you have constipation, you have other issues, you suffer from constipation, and suddenly you will realize that when I say that, in my opinion, at least 35, 40, 50% of the people in America, I don't know about the world, suffer from constipation, you will realize that I absolutely am right and that it is a really big issue and it's affecting your well-being. I want to ask those of you who are listening, those of you who were constipated, those of you who took laxative or milk of magnesium or uh, did colonics or whatever it is, and suddenly you eliminate and you go to the bathroom and you eliminate and you empty yourself out. How do you feel after you go to the bathroom and you feel like five pounds of fecal matter came out of you? How do you feel? You feel like a million dollars. You feel good because all the toxins that are not supposed to be in your system came out of you. And then everything changes. Your mood becomes better. You become more mobile. You become more happier. Life becomes better. Of course, you can have better sex because there is less pressure and uh, less bloating and less swelling in your uh, abdomen and around your body. Your skin starts looking better. So, ladies and gentlemen, what is the solution? So I will give you my personal suggestion. That does not mean that you have to follow it, but that's a suggestion that I give you as a woman, as a mother, as a human being, and as a professional, okay? And this is a natural way that I would suggest anybody that listens to this podcast and suffers from constipation should and could follow. So the first thing that I would do is I would go, if you are in America, you can go to any drugstore and uh, you can purchase, um, I think it's called like a hot bottle or douching bottle. They cost about 13 to $15. Uh, it was used for many, many years, for sure 100 years ago. It's made out of rubber. It's usually red. And it's a bottle that you can fill up with water. Once upon a time, people used to use it for their cramps uh, or pains. They would fill it with hot water and then put it on their belly, on their back, and it would, it would ease the pain. Well, that bottle actually comes. There's a bottle. There is a long hose that you can connect to the bottle. And then there are two plastic attachments. One attachment is one that goes to the vagina. And one attachment, it's a plastic wire attachment, that goes into the rectum. And here's what you do. You take the, uh, you go to your kitchen and you make yourself four cups of black coffee. So however you, you know, you make a coffee in the machine, whatever it is, you make four cups of coffee. Uh, you take the first cup of coffee, and of course, no grain should be in the coffee. It should be filtered coffee. You take one cup of coffee, and of course, the coffee is hot. You pour the coffee in that bottle. You then add water, regular tap water into it, and you fill, and you fill up the bottle. So, And then close the bottle, shake it, and put your finger, after open it, put your finger inside the bottle. As long as you feel it's warm or lukewarm, it's perfect. If it's hot, then you have to add a little more, pour a little water out and pour a little more cold water in. It should never be hot, boiling hot. It should be warm. Now, close the bottle when it's uh, lukewarm or warm. 
go to the bathroom. This bottle also has a hook, like an attachment. So you put the hook uh, onto one side of the bottle and hang that bottle uh, somewhere in on your door or on the shower curtain rod, somewhere that is uh, higher than you. You go and you lie down uh, on the floor in your, you know, on your carpet in your bathroom, and either put uh, three towers, uh, rolled up towers, under your tush or four towers or big pillow and cover it with a uh, with, uh, towel and lay down straight and lay down in a way that you tush and your legs should be like diagonally up so that the back and the head is flat down but then the tush is up. And the reason I ask you to do this is because you will insert so you will insert um, the plastic uh, tubing that's meant uh, for the rectum. And usually the one that's meant for the rectum um, has uh, more holes in it. So it's like a little shower thing. And you uh, insert it inside uh, uh, your rectum. And the hose itself has a little clip. And so that clip is actually closed before uh, you release it. Uh, so you put the plastic uh, tubing, uh, uh, the plastic end uh, 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 into your rectum, release the clip that's on top of the hose. You will see it, it's on the hose, you release it. And now that you touch is up, the water is able, the water with the coffee that you prepared is able to go deeper toward your stomach, toward your intestines, so that it is uh, able to push up. Because by gravity, if you are up, if your tush is up, and whatever you are putting up, your tush will go downwards by gravity, right? It will go down toward your, uh, toward your stomach because you are in that position. And you do this uh, slowly, and the clip that you have on the hose is actually a one that you can regulate how much water you allow to go inside your rectum, inside your colon. And once you feel you empty the bottle, there is no more, you close the uh, hose, the clip, pull out the uh, uh, plastic uh, tube and the tubing out of your rectum. It's a little piece that goes inside your rectum. It's maybe you put it in maybe one inch, that's all. Pull it out, and by this time, I'm quite sure you will feel the need. You will have the pressure uh, to go to the bathroom for number two. So go to the bathroom, you will empty yourself. Empty yourself, clean yourself up, uh, of course, flush the toilet wherever you are, and then go back and fill up another bottle, put another cup of warm coffee, that you prepared before, put it in the bottle, add more water, make sure that it's warm or lukewarm, close off, uh, connect the hose back into the bottle, connect the plastic uh, part that goes uh, on at the end of the hose that will go inside your uh, uh, colon, inside your rectum, put it back in, release the clip, and allow more water with the coffee go in. If you can do this, 
four times, that's a lot. Usually people are unable, that are constipated to do more than two, three, because a lot of uh, fecal matter will come out and it's exhausting and a lot of toxins will come out. And many times you will feel like you are having a headache afterwards because suddenly, boom, the toxins came out and that change, that sudden change, uh, gives some people headaches. So just shower afterwards, you know, lie down, drink water, relax, the headache will eventually go away and you will feel better. I suggest for people who suffer from chronic constipation to do this three times a week. So you do a gallon, that means a gallon is four of these bottles, four cups of coffee. You do this and 10 times, 12 times, 15 times, until such time that you feel that you really emptied yourself out well and that you feel, you know, that you lost pounds because this is coming out of you and that you feel that you can start going to the bathroom by yourself. Now, what is it as the next step that I suggested you do to continue uh, uh, going to the bathroom how will you accomplish this because you have an issue you have chronic constipation well uh, one of the things that I want you to do starting from day number one when you start doing this uh, bottle colonic treatments is I want you to start drinking water but here's what I want you to do the first thing in the morning when you get up in the morning I want you to take a glass of water and pour a tablespoon of apple cider vinegar into that water and drink that glass of water with a spoon of apple cider vinegar on an empty stomach just drink that as the first thing okay that will sort of it's very healthy for you and it will balance the pH in your system then for three months starting with the number one day of your colonics you are to stay away from the following no meat, no red meat whatsoever, no flour products, nothing that has flour in it, and no sugar. Flour in the body converts to sugar and helps with constipation, and particularly white flour. And sugar is very unhealthy for you, and red meat is murder, it's superiorly unhealthy for you and very very bad so for your body so for your skin uh, it has a lot of bad stuff in it and a lot of chemicals a lot of antibiotics it's out of issue it's very very bad so you stay away from red meat you stay away from sugar you stay away from flour and you start eating a lot of vegetables a lot of salads a lot of fruits uh, bread you should eat uh, uh, all grains uh, something uh, supermarkets have it it's called Ezekiel I believe it's E the letter E Z like zebra uh, I, I think it's K-I-E-L Ezekiel Ezekiel makes four or five kinds of bread of different with different grains they're very healthy for you they don't make you gain a gram of fat. There is no flour in it. And you can toast it and you can make amazing sandwiches with avocado, with vegetables, pepper, cucumbers, tomatoes, whatever you like. And make vegetables uh, in any form you want. You can fry vegetables, uh, you can grill vegetables, you can saute vegetables, you eat fresh vegetables. I want you to eat a ton of vegetables 
raw, a lot of raw vegetables is very, very good. A lot of green and orange vegetables and a lot of fruit. And I want you to drink a lot of water, okay? And if you are willing to take it a step farther and you are willing to invest the time and money and make yourself every day in the morning after you drink the glass of water with apple cider vinegar and you are willing to make yourself a big glass like uh, half a liter a liter of vegetable juice uh, just for example you can take spinach cucumbers uh, red beets uh, carrots green apples green pears ginger uh, turmeric peppers, anything that you fancy and you make yourself celery and you make yourself a big glass of juice. It has tremendous amount of fiber which you need to uh, moisturize the intestines and bulk up the stools. And you drink that every morning after you had the apple cider vinegar and water and you start your day with that. And during the day you drink water three, four, five glasses, as many as you fancy or as many as you feel that you need to drink. And then you eat. I'm not telling you to be on a diet. I'm telling you what not to eat so you can start eliminating and reducing the constipation and that chronic constipation that you have in your intestines. And you do this for three months. And, and keep a journal. Don't trust my, don't take my word for it, but keep a journal. And I promise you that if you follow my directions for three months, and then, by the way, after the 10 or 15 colonics that you did three times a week, you reduce the colonics to twice a week, and then eventually reduce the colonic to once a week, you will become an extremely happy human being. Your depression will diminish a great deal. Your constipation will go away. Your skin will become much healthier. There'll be more oxygen. There'll be more life. Your pimples will start diminishing and going away. You will become much more agile and your sex life will become amazing. Of course, that is considering that you have a great partner with whom you can have sex. Uh, but I am just speaking in generalities, okay? And so if you guys follow this advice, you will benefit immensely from this. Again, your physiological will become much better and healthier. Your mental will become much better and your skin will become much better. So how much better can that get than doing and following these few steps that I suggested to become a healthier human being and feeling amazing and not depending on laxatives and not depending on uh, medications, but doing it the right way and becoming a healthy human being. So guys, if uh, this topic makes sense to you, and I would bet that it does, because this is a subject, again, like I read you the email at the beginning of this uh, podcast, 
People don't talk about it. People are embarrassed to talk about this, although we all defecate, although we all urinate, although we all eat, although we most of us have sex, but people don't want to talk about it. In America, it's a subject of taboo. People are embarrassed. So I'm quite sure that this is a topic that will be very, very, very welcome by uh, many, by the millions. What I ask you in return, I don't want anything from you. I don't want you to buy anything from me. I don't want you to do anything. All I ask you is if this makes sense for you, to you, I'm sorry, then uh, forward this podcast, send this podcast to your friends, uh, share this post- podcast on your uh, social media. Uh, not because of me, because again, I am not selling you anything. I'm giving you advice. I am giving you human good, solid advice. I want you people to be better, to feel better, because I know how horrible it is if you cannot go to the bathroom. So please, I ask of you, if you think it makes sense, if you think that you want to spend extra three, four minutes and uh, share this podcast with other people on your social media, You are doing an amazing deed because you never know whom you help as I don't know whom I am helping. I don't know who is listening to this, but I know that I am helping people because uh, I know it from my YouTube channel. I started my YouTube channel less than four years ago with one person. And today I have over 10 million listeners on my YouTube channel. So I must be doing something right, talking to people and sharing sharing what I know, and I know a lot. I have lived 63 years, so I happen to know a lot, and I am gladly sharing information that I believe can benefit millions of people. So until next time, guys, if you have any questions, if you want me to talk about topics that you are embarrassed to talk about, Here is my email, medspa33154 at gmail.com. That is M-E-D-S-P-A-33154 at gmail.com. If you uh, have any questions, you can email me and I will uh, definitely take it into account and address them in my podcast or address them in my uh, uh, YouTube channels and I'll gladly answer. Now, if you have specific questions of a specific problem on your skin, may I suggest that you email me a photograph or photographs of your issue with your skin. It is much better when I see your skin and I can uh, enlarge the picture, analyze it, and then give you advice. So I ask you to send me pictures if you want me to address a specific issue that uh, requires uh, or is better visually. If those are general questions, then of course I don't need pictures. I just need the question and I will answer it. So I want to thank you again and uh, to my listeners all over. I have a clinic in Miami Beach. I have a clinic in Georgia in Atlanta. And if you want to make an appointment, if you want to ask me a question, again, you can email me to medspa33154 at gmail.com. 
metspa3354 at gmail.com and I will get back to you and I will call you if you give me your phone number to schedule an appointment. So until next podcast, until next time, I say ciao and quickly, just very quickly, I remembered, if you want to watch more of my uh, uh, informative uh uh, YouTube channels, you go to YouTube to skincare channel, skincare channel with two ends, uh, and uh, you will see I have over 750, 780 videos, so you can watch a lot of my videos uh, that show different topics. So it's skincare channel on YouTube, that's my skincare channel, that's my channel where I uh, do a lot of uh, videos and uh, talk about topics as well. So until next time, thank you and bye-bye, Eva! <laughs>